Welcome to the Made Me Watch podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Bryant. And today, we are going to talk about Netflix's Snowflake Mountain. Do you want to do your thing? And do a quick synopsis of what the first episode of Snowflake Mountain was about? I mean... Just it, do a quick rundown of the premise of the show. Quick run, quick rundown. It's all in the name. They take people that generally in our society are lazy and admittedly so. You know, they really push that. That lazy they're very lazy, privileged. privileged I don't want to do this type of type of people. And they put them on an island, or in this case, on a mountain, and have a game show, essentially, with two guys who are, like, military people, military types. I don't want to call them Navy SEALs. I don't know what exactly their specifics are. So, survivalists. And these guys just try and teach them to survive and be people and change and it's a it's an entertaining show i'll give you that yeah so the first episode is just kind of showing that they're spoiled (laughs) so we will break down the first episode uh as usual we only watch one episode um so that's what we did here we watched the very first episode and they spent a good portion of the very first episode, like, driving up the mountain and all of the people talking about their expectations of how, like, they were promised this luxury resort and it was going to be a luxury getaway. And it was very clear through the drive up that, like, you know, it wasn't a paved road and there was nothing. And they just all kept talking about how, like, they couldn't wait for the luxury resort to pop out of nowhere and it was just like, no, like my running commentary was like, there will be no luxury resort. This will never happen. And, um, like one of the people just kept saying like, I don't know what I signed up for. And I was just like, in my head, my little like trained by my father, lawyer brain kept going, read your contract. Like read what you signed. I don't know why this is so difficult for people. I mean, it's just things that people don't think about because they're they're told not to really they're told just here sign this and given a synopsis of what it says and then they see a bunch of words in very small lettering that goes on and on and on and they get intimidated by it but that's in the details and contracts are all about details you would have found that out as leah's point is that she's making what's also really funny about this show is um when i was i got we got recommended this by my friend um who was like, you need to watch this show. I think you'll really enjoy it. And the, like, two days after she recommended it to me, I found a TikTok of a guy talking about how he's, like, a quasi-Instagram influencer, and Netflix approached him for a show where they were going to send a bunch of influencers to an island to a getaway for a beach vacation and it was just a bunch of people who like grew up rich and were really privileged and trying to make their way in the Instagram influencer and it was going to be a bunch of artists and singers and would he be interested and he was like 
hell yeah, Netflix, send me on vacation. And so he was just like, hell yeah, like, send me on this vacation. Like, let's do it, Netflix. Like, make me famous. And he said he kept talking to them. And he got into about the third round. And he's like, and that's when conversations and questions kept getting weird. And he was like, they started asking me, like, how spoiled am I? And, like, what would your family think? And he was like, red flags went up left, right, and center. And I could tell that I wasn't going to go on a luxury vacation. He's like, I stopped returning their phone calls. He's like, the minute I saw a preview for Snowflake Mountain, I knew that was the show they were trying to cast me on. He's like, I'm so glad I ghosted them because no way would my family be okay with this. He's like, my family would have been so embarrassed had I been on this show. But then you watch the show and the families are clearly involved. Yeah. So you know some of these people, their families sent them. <laughs> well, there's there's a, there's a very slim chance of reality. Anyway, at one... Thank you. At one point in time, I was approached for a show over Facebook. Right. With MTV. And the show was Bully Beatdown. And, you know, we, uh, you know, back in, back in school, you know, I dealt with a good amount of bullying, a lot of bullying. And I got my bully and we went and did a, did a taping, did like a, a screen test. Right. We were, I was so much bigger than he was. It was not that it wasn't believable. Right. Right. So regardless of the reality of the situation, it wasn't, you know, it didn't play out for TV's expectations. So I think that it's for these people, I don't necessarily feel bad for them. But I do think that this might be a wasted experience. Well, I don't think anything's, there's no such thing as a wasted experience, but it, 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 listen, reality TV is for our enjoyment. Yes, things happen. Yes, things are real. No, I don't firmly believe that like reality TV is quote unquote scripted as much as other people think, think so. Like, I don't believe they're handed scripts and be like, act this out on certain reality TV. Absolutely. Like. You know, like the hills was probably more scripted than not. They've admitted as such. You know, there are certain shows that, you know, there's definitely certain reality shows that are more scripted than others and more producer planned than others. This one, I do think there's a lot of, like, like I said, you know, like as I was watching it, there's definitely. These people want to be on TV so bad yeah. that they didn't read their contracts. They didn't quite pay attention. They weren't looking for red flags when we, when Netflix was talking to them. Like this guy that posted on TikTok, he wanted to be on TV. He wanted to live that influencer life. But when Netflix started talking to him, he was like, hold up, red flag city. Yeah. Everybody else on the show just wants to be on TV and they're ignoring all the red flags. And you could see that on that bus ride, that very beginning of the episode, the bus ride up, when they're like, nah, the luxury tent still... I mean, even throughout the first episode, they were still like, no, the, it, we'll be here for a few days, and then a luxury tent will appear. And it's like, 
Are you fucking delusional? Yeah, like the, they showed up in like Balenciagas and, and heels. Louis and heels. And, and, and then they were told to like, like, at one point they were told to like get, you know, they were told what they were there for, that this was not a luxury vacation and to take only what was important and to leave everything else behind. And they were still taking like heels and, you know, going out clothes and Makeup, although the makeup thing, I because makeup's so expensive, I actually do understand that one. But, like, yeah, they were still taking that stuff. And, like, one of the girls, like, actually took a pair of heels. And it's like, are you Looney Tunes? You're also, like, clearly rich enough that... It doesn't matter. You can replace that? Sure. Like, no, you don't need that. But then the mass majority of them talked about how they have never gone camping before. Right. So it's like maybe they actually just don't get it. Whereas like I, someone who makes up an absurd amount of excuses to get out of going camping with it you. It is very absurd. Like every year. I've gone camping multiple times in my life. Will I ever do it again? Zero percent. Zero percent chance. It's fine. Camping's for the boys. Literally anybody but me. Fine with it. However, I've done it. I know how to do it. I would know what you need. You can't pay me. Yeah, and... And, like, half of my notes on this show are... You can't pay me to do this show. And you couldn't pay me to do any of these events that they are doing. That's funny. So, like, I feel for them because absolutely not. Except for the whole, like, waking up at 6 a.m. I do that every day earlier. So that piece didn't bother me. Yeah, get over yourselves. But, like, the whole, like, swimming in a creek. No. No. Yeah. It, I think that you take, you. there's, it's not just them. Like, I really, Mm-mm. you know, as we evolve, as I evolve, I'm trying to give and show more grace yeah. in situations like these. And I can see a lot of city people who have never camped, and camped like or that, been yeah. to the woods, even even though in Los Angeles there is a very big outdoor kind of camping culture. Like, they'll just go, I mean, they'll just go camp in, you know. I think, yeah, I think growing up. They'll, go, to, they'll, they'll go down LA to campgrounds. Too. But a lot of people don't know like they're just not prepared for for camping they've never had the experience these aren't those kinds of people i mean maybe they've never had the experience but they've definitely i don't know i I don't want to make too many too many assumptions but they're definitely not prepared for this experience or they're so good that they know what they're they know what they're getting into Yet they're still bringing all this stuff with them because they know that it's going to be good for TV. I don't think they were prepared at all. I don't think any of these people knew what they were getting into at all. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody knew at all what they were getting into. I think they were actually blindsided, and you could tell by how many of them wanted to quit the first day. Yeah. And the second day, until they found out that there was money on the line, and then they were like, "Hold up, maybe we should stay." Uh, I I did hate though that the two survivalists and I'm sure they're playing it up to a certain extent as well because at the end of the day they're 
they're trying to like make their survival skills known because ultimately they probably have a company where they like train that, this is people. what they do yeah but their whole like the continuous knocking on the quote-unquote younger generation and the snowflake mentality of like the younger generation just doesn't get it like you're not that much older than them for one like you're probably 10 years if that so you're kind of in the same generation's gap so calm down buddy like simmer i can't with you yeah but that's the reaction that you're supposed to get that's that's exactly the reaction that their that their role is in this show but i did love the show is called snowflake mountain who calls people snowflakes oh racist white people i mean that's also, I mean, also it, the older like, generations. But okay. Like, yeah. All right. Let's like, um, but like, but, but again, they're not even a part of the older generations. That's more my point. It's yeah, like, but, they're actually our generation. They're probably your and my age. <laughs> you know who the, you know who the target demographic for this show is? Us. Those, them. I don't think so. I th- most reality TV is skewed at eighteen to thirty-five. Well, it's it's eighteen to thirty-five, but I definitely think that this show's target audience is targeted to look at it as a as a joke. Maybe, but based on the influencer culture, I don't think so. Nobody outside. Well, let me let me take that back. The influencer culture outside of the major L.A., Austin. I don't think so. No. L.A., Austin, San Francisco, and New York doesn't resonate. No, you're wrong. Across the country, you think I'm wrong? I, I mean, I might wrong. be wrong. I'm not even going to take a definite wrong. stance on that. But influencer culture is huge all over the country and all over the world. That's why they're able to do so well and make... You wouldn't be able to make money just on these LA markets and the New York market. There's not enough people because most of the influencers are from this area and move to this area. The influencer yeah. culture to exist is strong in these markets. You're right. But who they're going after is the people living in middle america yeah who they're scamming actually i mean um but that's what do you mean they're scamming well because they're selling bullshit products yeah i think the term i i honestly think the term was more just to make it catchy and i think while that term is mostly used by older generation i think it was more to catch younger generations like attention like what is this about because it is it it is catching and ultimately though like reality tv is just bigger with younger generations it just is yeah i i i guess we're kind of in between the two right so when i see it i still i still look at it as like my older cousins uncles brothers you know friends whoever using that term as a as a derogatory term to label somebody as lazy 
right? Yeah. And then that being reinforced within the, you know, it just, that's just how my mind got to that point. Yeah, I also think it's one of those things where, like, a lot of people that are younger, like, I know a lot of people I know where, like, if they get called a snowflake, it's like, oh, yeah, we're the snowflakes. We're the lazy ones. Yeah. Sure, bro. Like, you're the one who cries all the time anytime someone's mean to you. We're like, we've been putting up with it for years. And also, we've gone through X, Y, and Z. And you just complain when we ask you to use the right pronouns. So, like, are we the problem or are you? Because I'm pretty sure it's fucking you. So, like, good good talk, buddy. <laughs> like, pretty sure you're the snowflake. So, I, I, I think it is more of just, like, Netflix knew that if they used that, it would get probably double the eyes because it does get both people mm-hmm. to look at it but at the same time yeah the hosts are quite annoying um the way that they like just make fun of everyone for everything and it's just like y'all aren't the pinnacle of health either yeah like this... they were calling somebody chubby and it's just like it was the chubby dude i'm yeah. just like not usually one to be like, oh, you're chubby, but like he kept calling one of the girls chubby, and I'm like, bro, have you looked in a mirror? Yeah. Also, don't call women chubby. I mean, we don't call anyone chubby. I I mean, like... whatever. Like, I I I'm with you. I agree. I we grew up in a jackass generation, right? Like jackass, the TV show. Yeah. Like the CKY videos. Right. Yeah. From back in the day, we grew up with culture of being mean to each other as a term of endearment but those were your friends and There's that was and that was your friends the the thing now that we've grown up when i see this kind of show i don't i don't find it entertaining at all like there's no substance or value that you're bringing to the production by being a just a dick like just for no reason other than to point out somebody's faults faults you know you're not simon cowell this isn't american idol this isn't the voice you know you don't have these massive pre-qualifications and if and you know what qualifications are there really to be a survivalist? Yeah, like it's the, it's hard to be a survivalist. Like, I'm sure you but can't. It's a weird job choice. Like, and I'm not going to sit here and talk talk crap about survivalists because, uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of a dumb term and idea to begin with. Because niche thing to want to do. It, it it's it's like you either survive or you don't. And I'm gonna choose no on the end of the world, so like I'm out. Well, Thank Leah's you. out, but I'm I'm in. Yeah, that's that zombie apocalypse question where everyone's like, "What would you do?" Death. I choose death right away. I'm out. Like they're like, "Haha," and I'm like, "No, I'm fucking serious. I'm out." Like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no fighting me there. Thank you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> with. With these guys, I just don't think that they bring any value to the table. No, like, the only thing I find interesting about the show is that, like, I find interesting that there are, it does seem like there's a few of them that are like, okay, I want to know what I'm made of. That's what I find interesting, is that there's a few of the people on the show that are like, now that I'm in this situation, I want to figure out, like, what, 
what I can do. Like, now that I'm here, I know there's money on the line, so now I have, like, some incentive. I want to figure out what I can do. I want to figure out how far I can go. I hate the one kid that convinced them all to steal the food. He sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I'm kind of hoping that he fails because you're not even 24 hours in and you're already plotting against people. Like, you suck. Everything's not going to work out well for you. And I kind of, like, feel like the survivalists suck for almost not immediately ratting his house out. Um, But, like, the whole thing when they were swimming and, like, trying to figure out what to do and they were like, crocodile coming. Like, really? Like, they're already struggling. Like, leave them alone. Oh, well, I mean, that's... They're trying to be entertaining when they have nothing, no substance. Yeah, I guess you're It's right. a poorly construed show. They're trying to pack Naked and Afraid, Survivor, The Challenge... Yeah. American Idol. And... And... Like, every and MTV Real show. World and every every other... And, and Jersey Shore. Yeah. You can't have all of those things. There is great opportunity for this, though. And that's what frustrates me is because I sit there and I go, well, this you know, could be better. This could be, this could be repackaged in a brilliant kind of way to actually hold some substance and be entertaining over the long term. My case in point is Beyond Scared Straight. It's, mm. it's a show, if, if I'm looking at it from a network's perspective, it's a show that has millions and millions and millions and millions of, of rewatches and views on, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all the streaming, streaming sites and regular cable TV because they'll run like three, four day marathons of it. You could set it up in a similar way with people that look the part, act the part, play the part in a professional manner and actually have a bubble wrap, not a, not a, not have a bubble wrapped experience because this bleeds bubble wrapped experience you know that they're coming off the show hitting the the yeah, but the same thing happens with beyond secretary like that is such a failed program it is but it's i mean the the that program has been going on since the 70s and there's been so many studies on how like that program is actually more dangerous no i know i'm than not anything i don't want to use it as a yeah as an example of an actual functioning it's like 60 days in, which I'm like, I'm shocked that that is still... It's still a show? Yeah, like, that just seems so dangerous. Like, I can't even... That, I watched one episode of that, and I was, like, having heart palpitations. Like, why is this on my TV? Like, and the fact that it's in, like, it's sixth season or something, I'm just like, are you... First of all, who volunteers to go to jail for 60 days? Y'all out of your damn mind. I'm out. You know, a lot of them... You know, the in the in the seasons that I've watched of that show, if they had like kids that died in jail and things no, like that. Well, but it, also like, oh, no, no, the year that I watched, it was the people that were on it were a son of a prison guard, yeah, a son of a cop, a son whose father spent his life in in and out of jail, a former a former prisoner, and a undercover cop. Like he was like a like a university cop. Yeah, the one I watched was like two of them were like, my uncle spent his whole life in jail. My brothers died in jail. And we're I'm talking like, about different shows. You're talking about Beyond Scared Straight. I'm talking about... No, I'm talking about 60 Days In. You're talking about 60 Days In? Yeah. Oh, okay. Literally every person on the episode I watched was like, had a family member who had died in prison. Oh. And I was like, oh. why? No. Go to therapy. Well, why? Like, I... I mean, do they do they probably need therapy? Yeah. It can this be a form of therapy? 
yeah, it's not. We can't. We're not living their life, so we no. can't sit there and tell them that no, you know they need to go to therapy and that this is a stupid experience. Dangerous. Like we can't. Yeah, it's it's just a show. My point was that it's just a show that if it were approached, it it just feels very soft. Feels like there's no real. Well, granted, we only watched the first episode, but my big qualm with the first episode was like I did find it slightly entertaining. Like I said, I, I found parts of it really entertaining. Mainly just how how often they kept saying, like, there's going to be a luxury resort popping out of nowhere. Like, the clear delusion on them. What did you think when they blew up their possessions or pretended to blow up their stuff? Yeah, there's absolutely no way their shit was still in those bags. No, no chance. Netflix would have been sued to high hell, especially when two of them mentioned that they had MacBook Pro Airs in them. Absolutely not. And that was my only thought. They probably had clothes in there that were worth more than the MacBooks, but... Correct, but Still. like I can't imagine Netflix actually blowing up their shit. Like I can't either. Th- th- there's no way blew up empty bags for sure. But yeah, that that was my only thought going through my head. There's no way they're blowing up real full bags of clothes. And if they did, like God help Netflix because. I mean, I, maybe they signed away those rights, but like, still, I can't imagine them actually doing that. Yeah, who knows? That's wild. It was, it, I thought... And I th- also, that's very extreme. I thought it was just another gimmicky, gimmicky TV. Yeah, it's just, and if they really did do that, that's like too far. Like, absolute insanity. There's no reason for that. Even the gimmick of it was too far and stupid. And like that, that's just like, like, that's my problem with it. If like, you're actually trying to teach these people lessons and like anything, it seemed very much like the two dudes just want to torture people and they want to see them suffer. They don't actually want to teach them any life lessons. And like, even with the, like having them swim out to the boat, they were like, let's just watch them fail. Okay. No, you're supposed to be teaching them how to survive. I have yet to see you teach them shit. You sit there on your, like, villa and laugh at them. Like, and and yell at them with a blowhorn. I thought that it was going to be, like, maybe that a little bit, but also, like, stepping in and teaching them something. It doesn't seem like they're ever going to step in and actually teach them anything. So what's the actual point? Like, just making them survive? And then they just keep complaining about how they don't know anything and they have to make it easier for them. And it's like, okay, but... You know they don't know anything. You know they've never camped before. Teach them something. I was actually shocked that they did give them like an actual villa though. Because I thought they were just going to be like, yo, here's a camp. Right. Like, here's a tent. Figure it out. Right. The fact that they gave them like an actual place to sleep was amazing. Case in point, why this, the the intent of the show doesn't match the production from yeah. my from this one episode. It very well could be that it was just a, it was the pilot episode. They weren't, you know, like there's a lot of great reality TV franchises that started on the first episode with nobody knowing what was going on, including the producers themselves. Yeah. And it got better. And it got better. So I give them the grace of that. Like hopefully they, hopefully it evolves. But it kind of seems like the two guys are just there to have fun and torture people. Yeah. And which, which is kind of stupid on their part because if they're trying to promote their business and trying to promote the fact that they're survivalists and they train people to be survivalists, they should have had like a training, a plan, a something. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity from them from like a sales point, right? Like dummies. Yeah. But I did love 
how when they came in at the end of the first episode, that one woman, this is the other thing that bothered me and you and I talked about this a little bit. Most really well-produced reality TV, no matter how long, like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, for example, been on for like 400 seasons, you know, probably closer to 10, but like feels like 400. Even if you go on today, one of the original cast members, Lisa Rinna, will have a cry-on that comes on every time she's on screen that says Lisa Rinna, housewife. She's been on forever. She's also like a renowned actress and people generally know who she is because she's nuts, allegedly. However, (laughs) (laughs) this show didn't do that at all. They originally introduced the people, put their names up, and then acted like you should remember who the fuck they are. I have no idea. No idea who any of these people are. I couldn't tell you a single name, which is why it feels like we're kind of dancing around the show. Because they never actually set it up to be anything and and even engaging. the people on the show never really referred to each other by name so you can't but i did love how one of the women on the show and honestly i don't know who she was but she was hilarious at the very end of the show the two survivors came out whose names they also didn't say again and she was like why are oh god what are the two guys from, oh why are buzz and woody back and i was just like yes that's cr- that's a pretty good joke perfect that is a pretty and pretty, I was just like I, solid I, I literally almost fell off the couch. I was like, absolutely, it's Buzz and Woody. Like, yes, you are right. But yeah, no, like you're new to a show. It's the first episode. There's so many people on it. There should be a cry on every time they talk, or a little like air bubble above their head saying who this is, where they're from, because they're from all over the world. I just, as we were getting ready to do this, I googled Snowflake Mountain to like pull up something, and it says people ask. Is it real? To which they said, yes, you know, as real as reality TV gets. And then it had a bunch of comments from people who knew them who said they are all exactly as they are portrayed. And then the next thing is, where was this filmed? Which I was also very interested in. Do you want to take a guess as to where it was filmed? Hawaii. No. Where? It was filmed in the Lake District of the UK. Cool. Which is interesting. What's that? It's just like a really nice version of the UK. Um, The only reason I know about it is because the last season of the COVID season of Made in Chelsea was filmed there. Oh, okay. So they rented all these huge ass mountains or mansions in the mountains up there. So this area is by like a ton of mansions. Has has Netflix moved their like main production team over to the UK? UK? Because it know. seems like a lot of their shows now are either UK based, have a lot of UK actors, or are shot out of the UK. I don't know if they moved their production over there. I know their offices are still in um, Los Angeles because I drive by it every morning. Yeah. But, but it's also possible that they're just buying a lot of TV from the UK. I know a lot of other streaming services are right. doing it too. Because I don't know if you know this, but UK TV is awesome. UK TV is awesome. And it's also cheap. And Netflix also laid off a ton of people over the last last year. So that makes sense. Also, Thank you. UK TV is cheap. You can tell in the production. Uh, not necessarily. Not all of it. Wallace and I Gromit. Huh? Wallace and Gromit. I didn't watch that show. Claymation. You know, oh. Wallace and Gromit? No. No? Man. Also, just so everybody knows, uh, I feel like this is obvious, but that one kid didn't know, and uh, I find that disturbing. Marshmallows melt, so if you, like, stick them down your pants, even though they're in a bag, they will melt and become one giant marshmallow. You speak like you have experience. I worked for a candy store. Do you know how many times we, like, shipped people marshmallows in summer, and they were like, they melted, and it's like, yeah, dummy, it's 102 in Texas. We told you we had to ship it 
overnight and you then left it out on your porch, what did you expect? Hmm. Well, marshmallows shouldn't melt. Haven't you ever made a s'more? A snore? S'more. Yeah, I know. S'more. I mean, that's such a hard word to say. You know, s'more. 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 I hate, I hate the word s'more more than a lot of people hate the word moist. Ugh, I hate both of them. I, oh, why, why is it got to be so difficult? I've only got a third grade education. So how many of these people do you think are going to leave? I don't think many of them are going to leave. I know that one dude and who looked like a ghost when they said $5,000 per person. Yeah, and that's why. going to leave. I think that they're all so self-serving, and I think that they're all so how they are. They're all very, like, money conscious. That I don't think many of them will leave. I think that it's more likely that one of them gets kicked off. And and my bet would be on the kid that started plotting to hide the food and to, to, you know, steal the food and not share with the rest of the crew. Yeah, I have a feeling there should be some weird disqualification rule they don't know about yet. And that dude's going to somehow get it. Yeah. But that one dude is definitely going to leave. The dude who's, like, already, who was planning for, like... Is that the dude with the long hair? Yeah. Who was like, I just can't do this anymore. And like from minute three. He, he literally was like, yep, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. Yeah. That's more or less my personality and demeanor. Yeah. And he was like, I just can't wake up. And he was like, why? It's yeah. not that hard. Like, Waking up is fairly easy. Yeah, pe- but we're not, the early that we get up is kind of obnoxious. Yes. But is this a show that you're going to watch again? I, I'm going back and forth, but I, I probably am going to at least watch another episode of this show. I, I do kind of want to finish it just to see who wins. I also kind of want to see who gets disqualified because I really do think people are going to get disqualified. And I also want to just see if it gets, like I said, I did find parts of it entertaining. I did like a lot of it. Uh, not a lot of it. I liked parts of it. I enjoy, I did enjoy it. I go back and forth. Like, I really find myself arguing with myself. Oh, my God. This This means that give it three episodes and a bad day at the office, and this is the new favorite show of the month. No, I don't think it's going to be my new favorite show, but definitely a bad day at the office. You know what? This will probably be a background show while I'm working. For sure. Yeah. I could see that. I can see that, too. Right now, it's Parks and Rec. But like, I mean, if you're not looking for a show with substance, then yeah, this definitely you know, fits that. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing a, a filing project right now. This is a good filing show. I could, I, <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably make this my filing show. I guess we found the target demographic. Yeah. And it happens to be us. <laughs> it's a good filing show. Yeah. This would have been a really good COVID show. It really would have. I, I, uh, if we had recorded before I got COVID. I would have finished this when I had COVID instead of watching Burn Notice for the hundredth time. I mean, Burn Notice was a better use of your time. No, Burn Notice was a really good comfort COVID show. Because like, I knew what happened, so if I fell asleep while I wasn't feeling good, it didn't really matter. Because I woke up and I was like, oh, I remember this episode. <laughs> yeah. Then I just fell asleep again. So, <laughs> fuck COVID, by the way. <laughs> just in case no one got that memo. I mean, you're you're like one of literally the last people in the world to get it. Hate COVID. I never wanted to get like, it. Like last one to the party. Everybody's like, I survived so long. Everybody's like, good, like welcome. They're not even like welcome. They're just like, it's about damn time. I've survived so long. Are you getting email? What is that? ESPN, man. Okay. Somebody got knocked out in boxing. Anyway, um, so would you watch this show? Absolutely not. Okay, so you're done. I've got, there's 10,000 things. No, I can name you 20 things off the top of the dome right now 
that I could do that's a better use of my time than watching this show that is has absolutely no value in overall life. Would you watch Pedro and Chantal over this show? Oh, man, that's a good one. I think I would watch Pedro and Chantal only because I'm team Chantal. Like, and Mama Karen till I die. his ass next week. Till I die. And, you know, Pedro, I... They're like... We were I feel for I feel you. so betrayed by you, man. This is really what this episode should be about. I know. Like, like we were rooting for him. Like we were invested. I know. And like last season, we were like, we got you. Like we were totally like on Team Pedro. Last we were season. fighting battles like out in the streets with the friends, talking about it. With I him. know. Like full... we were encouraging people to watch the show because of him, and like feeling bad for him, and like appreciating his struggle and then he just went out and got himself a side piece i mean it's really it's really obvious that he has a side piece it's bad it's really easy to it's it's really easy to fall back when you're trying to change that having been said it's really easy to not this isn't this isn't good bro like you're like this is such a big epic mistake on your behalf and it's not a mistake at all on your wife's behalf it's the best thing that should ever happen to her i promise and i'm i feel betrayed yeah chantal we stand we stand beside you it's gonna be really interesting when she gets a I just can't believe that he's dating someone who's like barely eighteen. Like, I mean, I don't, bruh. Uh, I don't know anything about that, but allegedly again, because that's what the internet's saying. Okay, anyway, moving on. So, no go on Snowflake Mountain. No, no, it's a no for you. Yeah, I don't even really like this app. Just no. Did you watch the full episode? I did watch the full episode. I multitasked and did many things while I was yes, doing this. I can see that. Did you? If okay, so here's a follow up question. Okay. If the two survivalists came out with a different show on their own? No. Absolutely. No. No interest in them. What do you recommend? Did you watch season two of Upload? No. I think I watched a couple of episodes of the first season and then you moved on. No, we watched the full. That was right in the middle of my my thing. I think we watched the the full season of the first season. I know we reviewed it and we both really liked it. And then I think we streamed the full first season. For the review. You're right. I think it was the second season that I didn't watch. Yeah, the second season came out kind of unexpectedly, and they didn't really do a good job. Typical Amazon. They didn't do a really good job of promoting it. And I watched it not too long ago, and it was very, um, like, wishy-washy. Like, one episode would be great, and then the next episode would be like, huh? And then it would be like, okay, I'm back in. And then two episodes, it's only like six episodes, but like, it would just be like, this episode's fantastic. I can't wait. And then we're like, what are we doing here? Why is this this way? Okay, I'll watch another one. And then I had to take a break because it just got so weird and boring. And then I would come back and be like, no, I really want to like this show. I really love everyone in it. I love the characters. Like, it has to get better. And then I finished it and I was like, okay, it got confirmed for another season. I don't. I have to know what happens, but, like, I don't know how. So I feel like you should watch it so you can tell me how to feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's there's a possibility, slim one, that I, uh, that, that happens. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to check I it out. I just really need someone to, because I asked a couple of other people that watched the first season. I'm like, did you watch the second season? And they're like, I started it. And I don't, I don't know, man. And I'm like, I really just need someone to tell me how to feel about it. If you guys, <laughs> if, if you guys ended up watching the second season of Upload 
hit us up on Twitter at Made Me Watch. Oh man, art. What else do you recommend? So the other things that I've been watching are uh, Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock or Ultimate Housewives Girls Trip on Peacock. I watched both season one and two. Season one was better, but season two was just like a fever dream. So like, definitely check that out because. Lord, I don't know what happened. They're both only six episodes. I watched The Orange Years. I think that was on Hulu, if I remember correctly. That was all about Nickelodeon. It's just like good fuzzy memories from the 90s. So it was wonderful. Hillsong Church Exposed, if you're a good lover of like weird religious documentaries on Discovery+. Plus. I Killed My Dad on Netflix. If you just want to see how everybody can fail a kid, it's awful. And it will not make you feel good. And, uh, yeah. But it was a really good documentary. And uh, it, again, will not make you feel good. But it was really worth the watch. And then lastly, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus is by far the best Disney Plus show I've seen in a really, 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 really long time. I have not been a big fan of the Disney Plus comic book shows at all. (laughs) Most of them I've walked away completely unsatisfied and just not liked and as a comic book person who pretty much will just watch anything that's comic book related that's been very disappointing for me but miss marvel was by far the best one i've seen in a very long time it did incredible justice to the character uh she really just brought her to life and so did every character that was around her and also it did a really like good way of promoting like Pakistani culture and talking about like the history of Pakistan so it was just really cool to see all these different things on TV and this is such a weird thing to talk about but just in general like the vibrancy of the color and like the different effects they used was just so beautiful um and I'm someone who like loves other languages despite the fact that I cannot learn one to save my life so the beauty of hearing different languages in Miss Marvel was awesome. And I've actually been listening to a podcast about the partition because of what I learned from that show. And it makes me want to go watch Miss Marvel again. So I think I might rewatch that one soon. It was just really good. And I highly suggest it. Uh, even if you don't really like comic books, I think that's one that everybody should watch and enjoy. And it is just so good. It is kind of skewed towards like, people in high school more but I think everyone can enjoy it if they realize that it is not going to be made for adults like get over yourself it was a good show what about you what are your recommendations (laughs) (laughs) I got I got Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off HBO Max Hoffman Family Gold Discovery Plus Suits on Peacock Austin Dillon Life in the Fast Lane on USA and Winning Time on HBO all of them are bangers all of them are good shows definitely think that you should check out Tony Hawk. That one is crazy because I listened to the Tony Hawk podcast with him and Jason Ellis. It's a banger of a podcast. Definitely recommend you guys go check out the Hawk Wolf, Hawk Wolf podcast. Um, the, thank you, Mira. Tony Hawk has been skating for a while. Like, I mean, he's forever. been skating forever, but like he's now an old man skating doing like real Tony Hawk tricks, like from back in the day ends up breaking his leg really really gnarly but it's it's a great show great or great documentary check that out hop and family gold it's super entertaining because you're just watching these dudes dig in the dirt and then they're all they're all talking to this machine like it's their wife and they can't get her to work definitely recommend that 
Suits, great show. If you're a negotiator, if you're a salesperson, I loved that show. Harvey Specter is the juxtaposition of a lot of people that are good negotiating, good at negotiating. Clearly I'm not, but Austin Dillon, Life in the Fast Time is pretty good. Winning Time was a good show. It was the Showtime Lakers Oh, okay. um, like biopic kind of show. Um, it was pretty good. Not very accurate from everybody, from what everybody says. The production value is awesome. John C. Riley deserves an Oscar and an Emmy. And yes, I understand that Oscars are for movies, but his, he was so good that he probably should just give him the Oscar too. And that's it. That's my, those are my recommendations. That's what I've been watching. And what is there anything that's coming out soon or that you see coming down the pipe that you're excited for archer came back archer came back yeah i love archer how did archer like how did archer come back archer's like forever renewal really yeah they did a really sweet episode have they been doing archers this entire time yeah wow they did like a really sweet episode to honor um jessica walters who plays archer's mom because she passed away oh it's a bummer so, like, they did a really sweet episode to, like, honor that. Is she related to one Diane Walters? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, Walters is a pretty common last but, name. Um, yeah, so Archer came back last week. Oh, you know what else I forgot to recommend? The Bear on Hulu, because it was hilarious. What's The Bear? It's just everybody has watched it. So, it's that chef show that I, I like, tortured Rusty with. Oh. It was just a good show. And then there's Mo. We neither of us Mo! brought up Mo. Mo. Oh my God! Mo, absolutely. Mo is the next show that we're gonna. But it's a great recommendation. We here I'm sitting talking about like Pakistani stuff with Miss Marvel, and we didn't even think about Mo, which is about a Pakistani guy. Yeah. So you should have brought it up. I, mean, I went on my long rant about Pakistani culture and Miss Marvel. You should have thought of it. I was. Quite honestly, zoned out. I was wondering when you were going to be finished with the rant. It, it wasn't a it, rant. It, it went was so long. It, it was a love affair to Miss Marvel. But yeah, Mo is a great show. He also has some uh, Netflix comedy specials that are wonderful. Yeah, they're really good, um, and he's a really funny guy. Yeah, check out Mo on Netflix. The sooner the better. Yep. So it gets renewed for a season two. He's uh, it's co-produced by R- Rami Rami, the Hulu show that you don't like. Oh, well, I just hope, I, like, honestly, I hope, I like, I, this, like, Mo, Mo is a show that I love so much, and I don't think I've loved a show this much since, if you're an OG Made Me Watch fan, God Friended Me. Oh, God, I miss that show so much. I loved this show. I loved every episode. It's fucking amazing. And please don't screw it up. The reason this show works is that it's written by Mo about his life. Please, whatever you do, don't mess it up. Because I I don't know if I can recover. I can't have another I can't have another God friended me type situation. Well, God friended me. I don't think I ever got screwed up. It just got well. The last episode was trash. It got trashed. It was. It, I still like it. It jumped the shark. We spent the entire know, how sure. many episodes of this podcast did we talk about? Has it jumped the shark yet? Has it? Is it getting close? It's kind of close. It came back. You know what really bums me out about that, though? Is that, like, we were so excited because, like, pretty much everyone got shows at the end. Yep. So we're like, everyone has jobs. And I think all of them have had their shows canceled. Yeah. I mean, 
It's that like was the also... God friended me curse has lived. It's so sad. That was right before COVID though too. Yeah. That was way before God. It's been... No, I think it, I think it I think it was right when COVID happened because I don't know. No, God friended me came out before. Uh, listen, time. Whatever. Is yeah, it's not real. It's not real. I don't want to talk about it. Time is awful. Anyway, uh, God, I miss God hurting me. But they did leave it open so it could come back. That's that's the moral of the story. It will never come back. But like, shish. Yep. Um, you know, Community, six seasons in a movie, which apparently they actually are somehow coming out with a movie, despite the fact that the creator is a total like weirdo. That doesn't make any Allegedly. sense. And you got anything else? Nope. Uh, we've got some stuff down in the pipeline. Um, there's a show on FX that if we can figure out how to watch FX, I might make Brian watch. And there's some other couple shows that I texted him that hopefully he still has on his phone because Lord definitely don't. I don't. So definitely don't. Uh, we'll have to remake that list somehow. Okay. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Okay. Bye.